This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. It's time for us to find out what's been going on in the United States this past week. It's our weekly check-in with Reggie Giacchini, our Global News Washington correspondent. Hi, Reggie. Good morning. You've had another incredibly busy week. So we're going to start out by getting the latest on Donald Trump versus the Supreme Court. Where is this case at? So, so... It, it's it's heading to the Supreme Court, so we think, at least when it comes to the matter involving uh, the Colorado Supreme Court saying that he can't appear on the ballot. We're waiting to see if and when the Trump team appeals this before the January 4th deadline. But in the last 24 hours, we've heard that the Colorado GOP, if Trump opts to bring it to the Supreme Court and say they side against him, they simply won't hold a primary in Colorado. They'll hold a caucus instead because that's not state-run. Those are kind of county-level run. So they'd still be able to get Trump on the ballot. So whether or not this gets to the Supreme Court, Trump's team is already trying to spin the wheels here to ensure that 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 people have the right to vote for him. Interesting. Okay, and just I know also in the last 24 hours, what is the deal with this whole Michigan story? Uh, which Michigan story would that be? So we're talking about Donald Trump here again on tape, uh-huh. on tape, talking about, yeah. you know, pressuring electors and yeah. all of that kind of stuff. Yes. So it's the second time that we've seen, uh, you know, an allegation now, or at least we, we, we know the allegation in Georgia because we heard him on the phone. We don't have a, a copy of this phone call yet from uh, Michigan, but we understand that Donald Trump spoke to two electors, two GOP electors in Michigan uh, while he was still in office, pressuring them to not uh, certify Michigan's uh, electoral count before it went to Congress. Obviously, that uh, you know could assist special counsel Jack Smith in his efforts to bring this case forward that Donald Trump was involved in trying to subvert the 2020 election here. Uh, no comment yet from, uh, from, from the Trump team, but it's worth pointing out that Ronna McDaniel, who is the head of the RNC, the Republican National Committee, uh, was also involved uh, in this phone call here. So, you know, if if Jack Smith can get his hands on this, and usually the DOJ can can access whatever they want, um, this could be this could be big for his case and potentially damaging, further damaging to Trump. Also, that is the state of U.S. politics today, right? When you have to say, well, which exactly, which Donald Trump Michigan story are we talking about? <laughs> well, here? even when we said, even when you said uh, Trump and the Supreme Court, I mean, in the last Could've 24 been hours. so many. I, I mean, look, in the last 24 hours again, Trump is threatening to go to the Supreme Court over a January oh. case that he's facing against E. Jean Carroll in a defamation suit, which is going to determine how much he owes her. He's going to try to go to the courts to say, look, I was immune from this because it happened while I was in office. And that is what Jackson. Smith is also at the Supreme Court for to determine if wow. Trump is immune from things. So my bad. Until we my get, bad. There, there are so, so many Supreme Court cases. It's, it's honestly hard to keep track. Of I them. apologize. That was on me. <laughs> I need to be more specific then when I'm asking you the question. So my apologies on that one. I'll be as specific as possible. <laughs> Let's talk about Rudy Giuliani. Is he actually broke? I mean, uh, he says that he is to the point of where he has filed for bankruptcy protection, uh, claiming that he owes 100 to 500 million dollars in liabilities. Well, that's a lot. Uh, and 
only has one to ten million dollars in assets. And it's worth pointing out here that the creditors uh, going after Rudy Giuliani include two Georgia election workers who he made, um, you know, brutal comments about uh, and has continued to make them, even though he was found to, you know, have made those comments and owes one hundred and fifty million dollars. Some of the creditors also include the state of New York and the United States government. Um, so the question is, you know, where is this money going to come from, especially for the Georgia case? Because there are laws in the U.S. that say if you've done something, um, you know, wrong, if you've done something bad uh, and, and, and you've been found guilty of that and you need to pay out, bankruptcy doesn't cover that. So the question is, where is this $150 million right. going to come from? Okay, all good questions there. Now, can we talk about the situation at Harvard, too? Because I have actually started following this story. It is fascinating that after all the testimony and everything that happened, putting some of these Ivy League heads on the hot seat, the spotlight seems to have persisted on the president of Harvard, Claudine Gay, because of plagiarism allegations. Yeah, I mean, and and this was originally kind of pushed back on to say that these are people going after uh, the Harvard president uh, because of comments made. But it now turns out that there may be some changes that are being made uh, to the dissertation that is in question here. And President Gay has actually said she's going to update it to correct in- instances of, quote unquote, inadequate citation. You know, whether or not that that gets past the plagiarism laws here uh, and, and is enough to kind of, um, you know, cool down the simmer that that's kind of been boiling underneath the president is a question. Um, you know, the second question is, you know, how did this dissertation come about? and sit around since 1997 when laws exist for plagiarism and is it overblown or is it not overblown given the situation that Harvard and the Harvard president are sitting in right now you know is it is it a distraction or is it another way to go after the president that's the question being asked I don't know. It feels like that story is morphing, right? Changing all the time. Uh, I want to ask you about Rite Aid, too. So we know that facial recognition is more and more of a big deal out there, but I'm not sure, Reggie, that people expect that their drugstore is using facial recognition on them. Yeah, I mean, look, and and the, the facial recognition, the AI thing is under incredible scrutiny around the world, particularly in the United States. The FTC got involved with this one regarding Rite Aid, uh, who had facial recognition in some of its stores, not all of its stores around the United States. It stopped using it a couple of years ago, but over a, a period that lasted more than a decade, uh, the pictures that would come in were grainy. They weren't really good, but alerts would be given to staff to follow certain people that walked into the store, even if that person wasn't the actual person in the picture. Uh, and oftentimes they would be asked to leave. They'd have the police called on them. They would be you know, called out in front of family as having committed earlier crimes that they didn't commit. The FTC stepped in and said, whoa, 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 this is not good. Uh, Rite Aid, you can't use facial recognition or AI for the next five years. Um, and, and you know, the, the question here is, um, how reliable can this be? Yes, it was older technology from from 2010. But it 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 is it's a concern for not only the FTC, but the general public here to know who's looking at them well, yeah. and who's mistaking them for someone else. No kidding who is mistaking them for someone else. And speaking of that, then that leads into the final story we're going to talk about, because this one deserves some recognition. A man who served 48 years in jail and now turns out has been completely exonerated. Yeah, there was there was evidence that uh, that was not presented. It was a Brady violation. Uh, you know, he he the 
this was this, the the beginnings of him being able to get out of prison uh go back to the the summertime uh of of this year he is now out uh on a murder from 1974 that he did not commit that he in fact was not even in the state when that murder was oh uh, was committed and, t- and testimony had come out to say that yes we saw him in another state nonetheless uh you know a jury found him guilty 48 years in prison it's the longest um you know bogus incarceration in the united states in history um he's now going to try to seek some kind of compensation oklahoma caps that at $175,000 the man is 70 years old he gained no skills to be able to um you know make a living for himself once he was freed uh there's a gofundme that's been set up for him now to try and and give him something because well he was in jail he was also diagnosed with stage four lung cancer so i mean yes it's a good thing he's out now but this is a difficult life that he now faces um on the other side oh yes it is i know what a story uh reggie thank you so much Thank you. That is Reggie Cicchini, our Global News Washington correspondent. And just on that note about Glenn Simmons, I did look it up. I thought, I hope people are responding to this, his GoFundMe. Uh, so far, they've raised almost uh, $250,000 US. Half a million dollars is his goal. He spent 48 years in jail and did not commit the crime. And the max that he can get from the government because of state law is $175,000. So it's nice to see that people are kind of stepping up for that one too. And we hope he comes through his treatment well.